Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the table with D Monique. Here we have real conversations with real people sharing their real life stories. Today, I have my special guest. My special guest is Chef Alexander Mack. He hails from the Sunshine State of Florida. Oh, yeah. However, he is residing in the Peach State, the Peach State of Ooh. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited to talk to Chef Alexander. Oh, yeah. How are you doing today, Chef? I'm doing great. I'm doing lovely. You know, blessed to be alive another day and to be doing this interview. Oh, thank well, let me tell you guys. He has been working. As you can see, we got some good food. Oh, yeah. He has been working <laughs> for the last, what, hour, hour yeah. and a half preparing half. this yeah. meal and as I was getting set up. so And then his gracious um, host, uh, his name is Denzel Hill. He's hosting mm -hmm. us today. So we just thank you, Denzel, for allowing us into your home. Fine gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you guys know that before we get into our good conversation, we always have to have a good snack. So if you don't have a good snack, pause this podcast, go get your snack and come back. Okay. So we're doing our snack time a little bit different because normally I present a snack and my guests present a snack. But Chef Alexander, I don't know if you call this a snack. There's a whole <laughs> meal. Okay. So of course going on. Yes. So Chef Alexander has. Um, prepared our food and you guys are going to hear me call him chef alexander chef uh chef matt i'm using interchangeably because sometimes i want to call him alex well, his name is alexander <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes so don't give people nicknames okay unless they give you permission so chef please tell us what we're having today okay so for our appetizer i have my um diverse greek salad now for me, the diverse vinaigrette dressing that I use, mm -hmm. I use a dry aged uh, sherry uh, vinegar mm -hmm. for the base. And I have uh, coconut sugar in there with um, different notes of herbs. Mm -hmm. And I allow that to actually sit for about two weeks so all of the flavor oh. can actually fuse uh -huh. with the dressing itself. Okay. So I have that over fresh greens, which I got from Denzel Hill because he grows his own, his all homegrown uh, greens within his home. Nice. And then I have some great tomatoes, some um, green olives. I uh, got a little bit of mozzarella cheese, slices of Vidalia onions on top with a uh, peppercini along the side. And then the main course, the entree. I have seared oyster mushrooms that I got from Southern Brothers based out of Brunswick, Georgia. Uh -huh. And I made a Alfredo sauce to go on top. Uh, it, the base of it is with oat flour, okay. regular flour, and cassava flour. Cassava flour actually stretches it to make it more cheesy. Okay. Oats, really, the fats in it will remind you of milk. So that's why I okay. like using that. And then I use uh, actually oat butter, too, to give you that more milk flavor with caramelized uh -huh. onions, caramelized garlic, the fresh herb, and pasta with fresh garnish on top of herbs. And then I use the oyster mushrooms mm -hmm. 
as a meat substitute for steak. So you'll okay. be tasting more of like steak flavor coming from the portion. Okay. Yeah. I, listen, <laughs> when you when you said that this uh, salad was topped by, with Vidalia onions, yeah. I knew you had to put a little Georgia. <laughs> Love, in love Georgia, that. we love our Vidalia onions. So, yeah. yeah. So, before we start, um, before when we were doing snack time, I realized we were going into snack time and we didn't even give any thanks to God, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. For providing the food. So, now whenever we have snack time, we're always going to have a prayer. Okay. And our prayer, I am calling it Lucille's prayer because right. my great grandmother always made sure we knew to pray over our food and she's taught us this little uh grace so i'll just ask that we bow our head okay. and we're going to say lucille's prayer right. and it the grace simply goes thank you lord for the food we're about to receive let it bring nourishment to our body in your son jesus name we thank you amen, amen. yes all right, all right. chef all right, i'll ready? start yes <laughs> Now I have to use all my table manners ever. <laughs> so you know what? That's 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 such a uh, a great thing you're doing too, incorporating you know your grandmother in, into the prayer, you uh-huh. know, because you know our ancestors, you know, they just they flow through us and everything we do, and they taught us everything, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's great. I like yes. that. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's dive in. Oh yeah. And then you can get a little bit of everything in there. Yes. I'll tell you what, this smells delicious. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. I'm so hungry right now, too. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Like that? <laughs> this is good. <laughs> this is real good. Thank you. Podcast over. Let's <laughs> see. This is so good. Let's see. I like when 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 it comes to vinaigrette dressings, mm-hmm. I like tossing my greens in there. And let it allowing it to soak a little bit. Mm-hmm. So as a client or a guest or whoever I'm feeding, you know, they can actually taste the dressing with the greens. Because sometimes, you know, you go to some locations or you have some chefs mm-hmm. who will pour the dressing over it. Mm-hmm. Which is which is not bad because everybody has their own preference and right. their own technique for it. But mm-hmm. for me, I try to engage every dish with how can every individual taste all of the flavors and yeah. components and that's how i go about it. well let me tell you i got <laughs> all the flavors and all the components yes okay you know i'm really excited about this oyster mushroom. when oh, yeah. you said oyster mushroom i was like these kill my heart <laughs> i'm a big i'm a big mushroom um, fan so yeah uh, chicken of the woods lion's mane mushrooms Oyster mushroom, portobello, it, it doesn't matter. You, yeah. you give it to me, you know, I'm going to use it, you know, because honestly, it's a great uh, meat substitute, but mm-hmm. also oyster mushrooms, uh, good in fiber. You know, you got your good vitamins in there. It's very nutritious as mm-hmm. well. So that's why I like gravitating towards mushrooms, you know, and then to the sauce, you got the pea protein. So you got your proteins in there. 
cassava, good in fiber too. You got good healthy fats in there, you know. So it's a mod- well, it's a moderately good dish. As far okay. As, uh, nutrition wise. So, but yeah, let's dive in. All right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so whenever I'm using oyster mushrooms, people always ask, "What does it taste like?" I'm like, it tastes like whatever you want to. Yeah, I normally make it taste like chicken. <laughs> well, I have to get a piece of this pasta. I want it all in a bite. This is my first time trying it like a steak. Yeah, and you can even like, even like the oregano that I have, mm-hmm. that I have on a plate, you know, the parsley, mm-hmm. you can even incorporate that to it. This you is know, good. Add a little another depth to it. Yeah, this is really good. And I cook. I cook the oyster mushroom mm-hmm. in a cast iron skillet. Okay. Excuse me. Because when you cook it in a cast iron skillet, it adds another type of flavor. You know, you, you get more of that steak flavor. You get more mm-hmm. of that um, that slight smoky flavor towards, you know, when you're cooking in that. This so, is so good. Thank you. I'm listening to you. <laughs> but all I can think right now is, man, this is so good. <laughs> I'm serious. This is. Okay. Let me get one more bite. Oh yeah, because um, we're, we're about, so we're, listen. We're, every, so I every, can everybody, really everybody salivating <laughs> on the other end right now. They're like, hey, you know, I'm on some of that food. Because if I don't, if I don't take one more bite and put this to the side, mm-hmm. I won't hear nothing you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get one, one more bite, and then mm. my goodness, this is all good. And then um, when I cook it, I leave the whole. Well, not whole, but I cut it. I cut it in slices, and at the root of it, yeah. I leave it connected. So then, when I actually cook it, it doesn't fall apart. Yeah, stays together. And then I actually use another cast iron to add pressure to it. So okay, it keeps the flavor inside of it. Does it also help with the shape? Yes, it helps with the shape too. So you're getting the shape. Mm-hmm. You're containing the juices inside, mm-hmm. and then you can use whatever type of oil you want. You can use uh, avocado oil. Mm-hmm. You can use olive oil. Mm-hmm. I use uh, my own comfit oil, which is um, herb based, because I that's my signature. I like utilizing fresh herbs. Okay. So I have an herb comfit, and with that, you know, that just adds another depth of flavor to the dish you're eating. So okay, but, but yeah. So you infuse your all your own oils. Yes. Nice. Yeah, whether whether garlic, herb, even lavender. I've used uh, lavender oil before too. So it yeah. just depends on what type of dish uh, I'm using. Because I use, uh, I've made like miniature cheesecake bites. Yeah. And I use lavender oil as the finish. Yep. So so you're getting the the lavender flavor with the cheesecake, and then you have uh, fresh mint on there too that I add as well. So. Nice. You're going to have to share your recipe for a cheesecake because you're not going to share it with me? (laughs) No, I I, I can't. I can't. I can can share it with you. I can share the the recipe. It's not everything. So I I I understand you got to keep a little something for yourself. So basically, I'll give you a blueprint. Okay. And with that blueprint, you can build whatever type of cheesecake you want. The foundation, because the foundation is key. Okay. So I'll give you that. And then whether you want to do cinnamon, apple, okay. lemon, whatever type blueberry. of flavor, blueberries, oh. Oh, it, it can be hungry. I know. 
like it was like a blueberry compote. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I used to. Okay, so I have not made a cheesecake since I went became vegan, right? Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite cheesecakes to make was always blueberry. And every time I would make one, it would. <laughs> you talking about go fast? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, it would go so fast. See, for me, it was um. You know, vanilla, that's always a given, but uh, mm-hmm. doing like a like a key lime or mm-hmm. doing peach. I love, I love. I've never peach had a cheesecake. peach cheesecake. Oh, my goodness. I have a, I actually have a holiday spice peach cheesecake. And basically, all of the holiday spices you normally would have during the holidays. Like a cinnamon, nutmeg. Yep. yep. All of that's infused in the crust uh-huh. to the uh, peach compote that I place on top. Mm-hmm. And then I actually caramelized peaches as well to go along the side of it. So okay. like it's, it's layers. So yeah. you have a different texture, different flavor of the peach mm-hmm. going with the cheesecake. Yeah, I have an idea for if you've never made it. Okay. Sweet potato cheesecake. That's a good idea. With I can a make that cr- happen too. With a praline crust. Mm. Okay. That's rich. Okay. That's rich. That. Yes. I can do that. I've made one before. Well, that was, you know, prior yeah. to. But let me tell you, I'm sure, like any, most things, I won't say all things, but most things that are non vegan food, you can make it vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, but that's, some people, they feel that, you know, you can't make a vegan version out of original version. You know, you can, you literally can make anything like anything or at least have. Some similar texture or some similar flavor to it to where you you can be satisfied. Right. There's always a way. It's just, you know, you haven't found it yet. You know, if you Mm -hmm. don't know, you just haven't found it yet. That's how I view it. Yeah. And I think whenever you're cooking, you just go with the flow. You know, Mm -hmm. if your spirit says, add a little of this, add a little bit of that, you know, and do it. And sometimes you can create some. Really good meals. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But you just need to write down some notes afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> so you can you know, make it again. You know, you know, probably next seven, three months from now, we need to do like a class, do like a little cooking uh, demo, little cooking demo. You know, come in, interview, show everybody how to make it. Then I have the entire uh, blueprint for you, and then you know, do a whole session. Then at the end of it, just get heat. That'll be the best. Part. Well, you know what? I think we can make that happen, but I have another idea. Okay. If folks want to view from home, mm-hmm. send them the ingredient list, mm-hmm. and then oh. we can cook it together. Oh, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I, like <laughs> I like that. that idea. All right, we're gonna oh, have yeah. to make it happen. Oh yeah. All I'm right, ready. I'm ready too. <laughs> I'm ready to eat the cheesecake now. All right, so. Can I just get like one more piece of this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one more piece. One more piece. One more piece. The flavor is like still dancing in my mouth. <laughs> okay, one more piece. That's and then like, that's what I like doing for the dishes as well. Trying to get that flavor to stick. Mm. This is so good. This is so good. I am not fronting on y'all. <laughs> and I said, this is good. It is so good. Okay. Let me drink some water. <laughs> wash it down. Wash it down. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm assuming that you were not born into a vegan family. Would that be? No, that's, okay. That's, you're, you're 
Absolutely correct. Um, you know, uh, lived in a culture of Southern tradition where mm -hmm. we had collard greens, black eyed peas, mm -hmm. fried chicken, um, chitlins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I might scare some of the viewers now, but you know, coon, uh -huh. squirrel, and coon is raccoon. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? So, um, but yeah, you know, that's that's a family that you know, and a culture that I was brought up in, but. Mm -hmm. Um, luckily for my mom mm -hmm. um, and all the women in our family, but mainly my mom, she had she had our culture that she would cook every day, but mm -hmm. she also was healthy as well. So she mm -hmm. would incorporate, you know, salads or she would do like grilled chicken or, you know, um, just just a healthy alternative as well. So with my mom, she always introduced me to a variety of foods. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of start started, you know, for me to be like, oh, you know. You know, like even beets, you know, my mom would cook beets. I, I could stand beets at one point in time. She would mm -hmm. just, you know, just saute the beets, you know, or squash, you know, or something like that. Right. You know? But over time, you know, with her just, you know, still feeding me that and, you know, I eat a little bit, a little bit at mm -hmm. a time, you know, I grew to love it. You know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beets. Um, I like beets. Beets is one of those vegetables that can have an earthy taste. Mm -hmm. Um, But. For me, I like it if it's in a vinaigrette. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. even done um, a beet burger before. How um, how was the beet burger? Beet burger is great. I utilize uh, I utilize beets, mm -hmm. so I, I'll par cook it in the oven, mm -hmm. and once I take it out, I allow it to cool. I incorporate I incorporate that with grains, okay. uh, minced garlic, minced onions, and then I'll use certain binders. To form it into a patty, mm -hmm. and then I allow that to rest. And then after that, you know, I cook it in a cast iron skillet, add a little bit of uh, avocado oil, mm -hmm. you know, and then cook it on both sides, and then ready to go. And it's, nice. it's so good. And then with it, when, <laughs> as I'm preparing it, I've had I've had you know my friends over, and I've, I've actually prepared a beet burger for them. Mm -hmm. When they're looking at it, they're like. They're like, Chef, they're like, Chef Matt, you, you, you making beef in there? What you got? You got Angus going on? I'm like, no, no, no. That's right. one of the beets, you know. So that's the plus side, you know, using beets, you know, mm -hmm. you can make it, you know, kind of mimic uh, burgers. Yeah. yeah. Can you still, almost like a, um, a rare, so mm -hmm. someone who likes a rare burger gives them that look. Yeah. Without the, without the, the blood. The yeah. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we all know that you're a chef. Did you train to become a vegan chef or did you train uh, in a traditional culinary uh, school? So interesting enough. So uh, to, to answer your question, I didn't actually go to a school okay. trained to be a chef. Okay. Um, starting out uh, when first job, when I was like 18, you know, being in a restaurant was Atlanta Bread Company. That was my, oh, uh -huh. that was my first restaurant. Job. So mm -hmm. I started there and then I started working at different restaurants. Okay. But my mindset wasn't even focused focused on being a chef. You know, it was mm -hmm. more so, hey, you know, I need a assistant job, assistant mm -hmm. payment, you know, gotta pay the bills, you know, right. life, you know, that that was my whole mind frame then, you know, and it was from you know, working at Atlanta Bread Company to Zaxby's to uh all these other different restaurants. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I started working for this company by the name of Burger Fire, where okay. um, I learned every position, 
I moved up to assistant manager within four to five months. And then from there, I went to um, Coral Springs, Florida, mm-hmm. became a certified uh, manager. Okay. And I was able to actually train other um, other employees with that certification on the BurgerFi. Okay. So from there, um, the owner, he wanted me to open up the BurgerFi in St. Johnstown Center, Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. So I just kept moving up the ladder, kept moving from city to city. Mm-hmm. And then um, once I made it down to Winter Park, Florida, and working at that and working at that location, mm-hmm. I um, lost my job. I was I was let go, and when I was let go, you know, you know, came homeless, didn't have living at my living out my car, mm-hmm. didn't have um, any access to get to a job or anything like that during that time period because there wasn't a job available. When I was placed in that position, that put me in, that put me in a way where I felt that. And I couldn't do anything. I wasn't capable of anything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that feeling. So I was like, you know, from this point on, when I get to a certain point, you know, I'm going to go to this restaurant, go to this restaurant, speak to the owner, speak to the head chefs or the master chef, learn the skills, the culinary skills, the science behind it, mm-hmm. and actually become a certified chef. And that's what I did. I literally, okay. I literally planned everything out targeted certain restaurants where it was credible or that chef was credible. Mm-hmm. And then I learned from them. And then um, as I transitioned my lifestyle, because for me, I became vegan because I wanted to focus on my health or nutrition. Mm-hmm. You know, so once I went into that direction, I wanted my cooking to reflect my lifestyle. So then that's when I started focusing on that. Mm-hmm. So everything that I learned, I took that, moved that into vegan, and I'm like, all right, how can I make this sauce mimic? How can I make a, a regular Alfredo sauce be vegan? How can I make, you know, uh, a lasagna, mm-hmm. you know, with beef, mm-hmm. you know, be like an alternative? How can I make a beef alternative for that lasagna and, you know, kind of quote unquote trick, you know, <laughs> the meat, the meat eaters idea, right, you know? right, right. But you know, but that's that's you know that's what happened. You know, that was. That was all of the events that kind of led me into this lifestyle, into being the chef that I am now. So there's a little thing that I've come up with. I don't know if it was originally me or not, but sometimes God has to put you in an com- uncomfortable position. Position, yeah, to put mm-hmm. you in a un- to put you in a comfortable position. Yeah, and had you not had that moment of homelessness. Yeah, you would not have been able to have the time to come up with that plan to say, I'm going to become a chef. And these are the steps that I'm going to take to achieve my goal. Would you agree? Yeah, I I totally agree. Because um, when I was going through all of that process, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when it's, it's, it's interesting because. Just when you go through certain things in life, sometimes you don't realize what you truly want, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself until you go through it. Like for yeah. me, for me, majority of the time, I have to literally go through something, whether good or bad, or you know, with intentions, you know, going towards something. You know, I have to actually physically be in that situation to know, like, 
what I truly want out of yeah. it. And that's what kind of happened for me, you know, um, when all of those events happened, you know, and then I was, you know, w- when I was uh, homeless, you know, I'm literally sitting in my, sitting in my, uh, my old Kia Soul and I'm like laying back and I'm writing things down, planning everything. I'm like, man, like what direction, like, what do I want? What do I want out of life? What do I want? you know, to change and, mm-hmm. you know, if I go in this direction, will I benefit from it? Or do I love it? You know, that's yeah. the key thing, you yeah. know. And when it came down to it, I'm like, I love cooking. I love everything about cooking. I love serving individuals. I like how when individuals eat my food, you know, they get something out of it. They're happy, you know, you create, you know, uh, a family bond even, whether it's with friends, colleagues, or yeah. real family, you know. You're literally creating an event for people to come together at, at a dining table, you know, and that's what I love, you know. And I was like, man, you know, hey, let's, let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, I think I told you, I found you on Facebook last year. Mm-hmm. So, whenever I'm traveling through an area, I'll always see uh, if they have a vegan group. Yeah. And so um, I was going to meet one of my family members in Statesboro. And so I was like, let me join the Statesboro vegan group to see yeah. if there are any, you know, places to eat around there. And I saw you in there and I thought you were in Statesboro. Yeah. But what happened was someone posted about you, I think, that you were having in an event yeah. in the local area. So you were going out doing pop-up shops. Yeah. So Yeah. Tell so, us about your pop-up shop. So, okay. So uh, originally I was doing... Private. I was doing private meals mm-hmm. for my clients. I, I still do, but when I started out, I was doing private meals and catering for all of my clients. Wherever they're at, wherever they're located, no matter what city, I go to them and prepare meals. Mm-hmm. But then I was getting to a point where I was like, "All right, you know, now I have these quote unquote underground individuals who know me, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, now I have to kind of go into another direction, direction so more people." So then I can have more uh, clients coming my way. Right. So the idea was, you know, pop-ups. I was like, you know, let's do a pop-up. So I was like, what's the easy, what's the most easiest thing that I can do? And what's the most comfortable food that people love? And it was bread. That's what I came up with. I was like, you know what? I know how to bake bread. You know, I'll come up with my own signature, which is herbs. That's, mm-hmm. that's my thing. So my signature bread was my herb bread. Okay. So I'll do herb rolls, I'll do loaves, I'll do braided bed breads, I'll do baguettes, mm-hmm. and then I'll do desserts too. But my signature would always be like herb this, herb that. Okay. You know, so that's how I originally started. Mm-hmm. And I would go to, you know, certain functions individuals invite me to, you know, and I'll do that. Or I'll just do a pop-up somewhere and then I'll be like, hey, you know, here I am, you know, mm-hmm. come out in this direction, you know. But um, then from there, I was like, all right, now since I've been, you know, to Richmond Hill area, Pula area, Bluffton, Buford, all of these surrounding areas in Savannah, mm-hmm. you know, now I have a good amount of people who are seeing my face. Now let's now let's show them a little bit of what I can do as far as meals. Okay. So then I, I came up with my own vegan menu and I had a, a mat chicken sandwich made out of lines, made mushrooms, deep, oh. deep fried. 
Yeah. My own herb buffalo and herb ranch on top with uh-huh. cilantro and mixed greens. Mm-hmm. And it came on an herb hoagie roll. That and sounds I, and, delicious. And like, <laughs> and like I said, I made everything from scratch. And right. as a side, I did uh, yucca fries. Okay. So I did yucca fries uh, with my own batter for it, mm-hmm. deep fried, and you can have herb sauce, herb buffalo, herb ranch to like dip, dip in. Okay. So. I did, uh, I basically did hot sandwiches once I left um, from doing uh, bread mainly. Mm-hmm. I was doing hot sandwiches with sides, and then I would also have my baked good there too. So people can come up, they'll see my menu, they'll see my sign, they'll see my tent, and they'll order from me. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, you know, let me get a mac chicken, uh, let me get a mac chicken sandwich, you know, with a side of uh, yucca fries. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I'll make that and then half the time they'll be like, oh, you know, let me go ahead and get two of your loaves. I do sourdough too. So I I have like an herb sourdough and uh-huh. I have my own, I have my own mother for that sourdough. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, had, it was rich in flavor. So I give them like an herb sourdough, herb bread, or my Mactastic roll, mm-hmm. which is like a, a better version of a cinnamon roll. It was oh. holiday, holiday spices in there. Yeah. I have a, a, a maple. It was a dark maple coconut glaze on top mm-hmm. of the actual roll and people will come in and, and get it and i will sell it for five dollars five dollars for you know yeah like a big size uh roll and the plus side of that anytime i would make any baked good item it'll be mm-hmm. the day of so mm-hmm. it'll be fresh right and then with me cooking i cook right there in front of them mm-hmm. fresh so that's what that's what attracted everybody, everybody to come over yeah, yeah. So I am not a bread maker, okay. but I have heard about having, you should call it the mother. I think it's or yes, a starter. It, it's, uh, so you have, yeah, it's, it's both, you know, it's just really the lingo. You have uh, some people who call it the mother. You have some individuals who call it a starter, mm-hmm. but the mother term really is the uh, originator, you know, it's basically, you know, the creator. Mm-hmm. So. The starter is really, for, well, for my starter, I use uh, bread flour, water, and that was it. It's bread flour and water. And you have a mason jar mm-hmm. and a conditioned environment. So the temperature has to be, it has to be a certain temp. So you do not, um, what's the term? You don't really make the, the, the starter doesn't go necessarily bad mm-hmm. but it will make the outcome of the mother bad as far as the flavor you know okay. so so you want to have a consistent temperature so the mother can continuously eat the flour because that's what that's what feeds it and that's what makes it grow and that's what makes it more in depth in flavor so all, all you do is you add a little bit of flour a little bit of water um every day and as you're doing that and you're mixing it up, literally throughout the day, the mother will rise. So, like, literally that batter, mm-hmm. it'll rise in that mason jar because you have all of the bacteria that's in it. Mm-hmm. The healthy bacteria is uh, feeding on that, feeding on the flour and feeding on the water. But also every day, the top layer is what you don't want. That's, that's, what, that's what's considered, like, the bad bacteria. So, you will actually scrape that off. Okay. You, you throw it away, mm-hmm. and it's just a natural environment for fermentation. And that's okay. all it is, you know. Okay. Um, but, but you keep that main batch 
So you take some out of it, use it for whatever type of bread, you know, typically for sourdough. Mm -hmm. But the base of it, you save. And everything is continuously growing from that jar, which is considered the mother. The mother. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So cool. as long as you keep that, it'll keep getting better mm -hmm. over time in flavor. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, nice. <laughs> I, because I remember, um, a lot of us remember uh, during 2020 when we all were told to stay home and oh, yeah. folks were oh, saying, I'm going to have to make my own bread. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't even go to the store and buy slices of bread. You know, you know, one of the main things I started seeing people make was banana bread. And I, I started seeing banana bread everywhere on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm like, ooh, okay. But you know, but you know what? That's actually when COVID uh, hit, mm -hmm. like you know, throughout the United States, and they started doing all the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. Right before then, that's actually when I started my business. You know, yeah. Yeah. okay. So that's actually when I started my business, and then when it hit, of course, you know, I was I was doing that, and I was working actually three other jobs at the same time. Okay, the other restaurant. But when it hit, you know, three restaurants, they basically couldn't. Pay us because you know nobody. No was one was coming going in. To, going to the restaurants, mm -hmm. so everybody was either uh, laid off or they were still employed, but they just wasn't working there. They're still employed right. in the business, so that was the case for me. So in the long run, during that time period, I was like, you know what? I was like, I need to come up with something. I need to do something. Figure out something. And that's really where I was like, you know, I'm gonna go all in with AM Diverse Cooking. You know. And during that time period, that's when I started expanding my bread skills. Because okay. I already I already knew how to bake bread, mm -hmm. but I was like, you know what? I can do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that, and make it 10 times better than what it was. You know, and that's when I found out about my signature, utilizing herbs and doing mm -hmm. like an herb confit oil and adding that herb confit oil into the bread itself. You know, okay. and then that's even more flavor, you know? Yeah. so. But yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Another uncomfortable situation. Yep. yep. Gave you another plan. Yep. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. You need to start a cold line. You need to say, you know, put me in an uncomfortable situation and see what happens. Yes. You know, but shorter, you know. So <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Too, too long listen, to <laughs> I, listen, I have about 100 t-shirt designs because I also do uh, t-shirts, okay? Oh, right. Yes. Okay. And so, um, I have about 100 or more designs, but I'm going to add that one to there. It might yeah. already be on there, to be honest. Because okay. <laughs> yeah. it might be on there. But yeah, so okay, so 2020, you do your pop-up shops, but this year, you, was it, no, last year, 2022, yes. you paired with a, um, a local restaurant, right? Yes. Yeah, and so you guys were working there, but then I did start following you online after that. After I followed you in the Statesboro group, yeah. I started following your Facebook page, and I saw that you guys have now parted. But yeah. before we talk about, uh, if that's okay with you, before we talk about how you guys parted, I want you to tell me how did you come about establishing a relationship with them? Okay, so basically I... When when I was doing my events and um, doing my catering and all of that of last year, mm -hmm. um, uh, someone by the name of Brandon, Jeff Brandon, he actually initiated everything. He reached out to me and told me that they were 
looking for someone to be a part of their team. Mm-hmm. And with my skill set, me being a vegan chef, that I definitely would complete the team because then as a restaurant, they're covering everything, you know, to, mm-hmm. to meats, pescatarians, you know, and an actual vegan chef who understands the concept of that world and that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, so that's how it happened. So, um, basically from there, he introduced me to the owners, uh, which is, uh, Patrick and Brent. And both of us, we spoke to, uh, one another and basically showed me the restaurant. They told me, you know, they want to go into a direction where, they are serving made from scratch foods as possible, fresh ingredients as possible, mm-hmm. utilizing locals as well into the restaurant. So then the community can appreciate what, as a whole, as a team, what we're giving them. And mm-hmm. then not only that, they can appreciate the quality of the food and then the ambiance of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But with me coming along with, me having my uh, staple, my supporters, you know, in the community already. They are following you from your pop ups. Yeah. Exactly. And from your personal catering. Okay. Yeah. So with, with that, you know, in that aspect, there, in that aspect, I could bring them there to the restaurant as well. Since I'm already established, that kind of sets the tone for the entire restaurant as a mm-hmm. whole, working towards a team, as a team. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, in the very beginning, um, after that, I told them, well, you let me think about it. Now I'll set some um, some terms. And then from there, you know, if I do come up with a decision, I'll give you those terms and then we can move forward if you agree. And the terms basically basically was, um, you know, Aiden Denali, you know, who's born now. Mm-hmm. But during that time period, I told him um, when he does arrive, I would have to go on return leave for either three weeks to a month mm-hmm. and when he comes and then we go to the hospital and we find out all of all of the medical information mm-hmm. you know i'll let you know as far as that time frame um that was one of the terms that and if they're if they were okay with that then i'll move forward and work in the establishment the other thing was as you know me chef alexander being the owner of am diverse cooking all of the dishes that i create within that space mm-hmm. is owned by me and it has to be it has to be told universally, whether digitally or on the menu as a physical copy, no matter what it is, with my name attached to it. it because has to be it's shown. your recipe. It is exactly. Okay. You know, it's just it's all about it's all about ownership. Yeah. You know, that's, I'm really, really big on that. And then just conducting myself, you know, as a business. You mm-hmm. know? So that was another term and um and that I will be the head operator of vegan shelf. Who would be designing all of these um, recipes, all of these dishes? So, um, once they uh, looked at those terms and I told them about that, you know, they said, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." You know, we, we agree, we agree to everything. I was like, "All right, perfect." So then that's how the partnership happened. And then from there, during the entire process, I end up doing their marketing. I end up doing photography um uh, photographs for all of the foods you know i would because i have my own digital camera that i yeah. use myself i would go in and take pictures and photos and i did my own videos for all of my food because i didn't have that access yeah. you know for 
myself. So I was like, you know, I know these skills. I'm, I've learned all of this through school, so I'm gonna apply that myself. Mm-hmm. So with that skill set, I applied that to the restaurant, and I did uh, all of their videos, marketing, photos for uh, all of the foods, and then I actually negotiated a lot of deals with um, some reporters, bloggers. Um, bringing in more clients as well as far as vegan. So, you know, and I'm promoting all of this on Facebook, Instagram, and in person. Yeah, so you're so, a real asset to this yeah, so, yeah. restaurant. <laughs> so I was doing that, plus creating dishes, plus working in the kitchen as a vegan chef, plus doing prep. So you have, so, and doing training, and training the, the individuals as far as the front of the house, back of the house, training them about how to operate and run, you know, in the kitchen or on the floor, mm-hmm. and also assisting the owners and giving them ideas for all of the events, mm-hmm. you know, and and telling them, you know, the direction that they could go in to bring in more clients, which we, you know, had our meetings to where that was finalized, and then, you know, it came to fruition, for example, the New Year's event mm-hmm. that we did, you know, um, we we came up with the idea together as far as to do an event on New Year's Eve. And the blueprint that I gave them was, if you do a five course meal, no matter what type of event, you attract guests to that establishment. Mm-hmm. And then you incorporate uh, wine, you know, some type of alcoholic beverage with that uh, meal. And then you also incorporate some type of, you know, giveaway or prize, you know, Mm-hmm. to bring them in and also incorporate music so yes. then you ha- if you have all of those things at every event and then you be consistent and then you promote way in advance yeah then you can bring all of these all of these individuals in especially if you have it as a closed event so you know for that event for example you know it flourished it did great it did well and you know but yeah that's that's i know i kept going on and on no 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 <laughs> but yeah but that's that's uh pretty much what how, how I was involved with them. So what was one of the most popular dishes you made there that clients were like, I have to have this? What was your most popular? I know you so, probably had a lot of requests, but what was your most popular dish? So, all right, we had, they had lunch and dinner. Okay. So for lunch, it probably was the Machiavelli sandwich, that was probably the most sale item. And I utilize your favorite, which is oyster mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a vegan Philly cheese, a vegan oh. uh, Philly cheese steak. Okay. So I use an herb hoagie roll that mm-hmm. was slightly toasted. And I would sear the oyster mushrooms in a cast iron skillet mm-hmm. with uh, um, salt, black pepper. I had my own little steak sauce that I would add to the actual oyster mushrooms mm-hmm. to have that bitter taste to remind people of steak. Okay. And then I would use mozzarella and Parmesan cheese, vegan, vegan. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would have, I would incorporate that with caramelized bell peppers, onions, place it on an herb hoagie roll, have a truffle chimichurri to go along the top. And then to finish, I had my curry chips. Ooh. And I literally would slice the slice the uh, potatoes uh-huh. in house, uh-huh. and I had my own process for it to where the chips won't come out to be brown. Mm-hmm. It had a it had a small hint of vinegar, like mm-hmm. like small hint of vinegar flavor to it, mm-hmm. so it's distinct and different from 
everywhere else mm -hmm. with a flavor of Indian spices. So nice. Yeah. You know, Chef, I just want to look. Oh, but my bad. But, uh -huh. for dinner, but for dinner was my Alexander's uh, chicken parm, uh -huh. which was a large main mushroom that was battered, deep fried with uh, fresh herbs infused with the panko, smoky tomato sauce on top, uh, uh, Parmesan cheese, vegan, of course, mm -hmm. with a side of root vegetables that that was cooked in herb oil and finished off with wine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say you speak with such passion yeah, when you talk about food. <laughs> and the audience know I like to talk about food. So yeah. I'm just sitting here. I'm just hanging on your every word. <laughs> Go, so go, yes, going into that alternate universe, like yes, I'm eating there now. <laughs> yes. So okay, so it sounds like you had a lot to um, contribute to the restaurant. So mm. what happened? Why would you guys break up? So, um, so I'm I'm still trying to figure out myself. Um, they so they let me go. Okay. But, but during my paternity leave. As we were getting close to the date for me to come back, mm -hmm. um, well, let me start here. The entire time I was on paternity leave, I was reflecting back on everything that I was contributing. Mm -hmm. And even during that time, even you know my days off, and even during return on my paternity leave, I'm talking to individuals okay. to kind of highlight noble roots. You know, so I'm still communicating and negotiating deals outside the restaurant, not even working, you know. Right. You know. So I was reflecting during that time period and I was like, you know what? I need to be compensated for all of the work that I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's only reasonable. So I drew up a contract and within that contract had certain terms in there. And with those terms, um, everything was negotiable, which mm -hmm. I established with them. So it wasn't like, here you go, you know, like, you either take this or not at all. You know, like, it's either my way to highway. No, very humble. Everything was negotiable. I just wanted something out of what I was doing, regardless. Right. You know, and if they weren't comfortable with that, if they weren't fine, if they said, like, no, I was fine with that as well. Mm -hmm. It's just I wouldn't contribute to the restaurant and all, all of the things that I was doing. You know, it would just be strictly me being a vegan chef and that's it. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's where I was thinking. That's where my mindset was. That's where everything was um, drawn up as far as within the contract. So um, I was communicating with them like a week before I had to go back. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, uh, whatever day, you know, whatever day that's available to you, you know, if we can meet in person. You know, or if you don't have time to talk, you know, in person, we can communicate over the phone or FaceTime, you know, whatever's convenient. Right. You know, but I would really, really like to talk to y'all about something before moving forward. Mm -hmm. So uh, no response. Then I communicated with them again, no response. And then literally two days before I had to go back with no schedule at all that was put up. Um, so I was kind of curious what was going on. I was asking them. Um, you know, basically, you know, like, like, hey, you know, when do you want to meet up? You know, what's going on? And then they responded back two days before and they said, they, they asked me what I asked, you know, and I said, well, I really want to talk to y'all in person, you know, and I also want to be put up to speed of what's going on within the restaurant, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
a response. And um, so then I was like, well, you know, I don't understand what's going on. Do they want me there? Do they not? You know, like, you know, I know they're busy, but, you know, I got to be coming back this week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you know what? I'll just go ahead. I'll send the contract over um, the following day. You know, everything that I said to you with, you know, everything being negotiable, this is not my highway or the highway. All of that was within the email, right. you know. And then um, asked them about the schedule as well, trying to see what was going on within that email too. And literally, no response. So going into oh, wow. the week of my of my supposed schedule, you know, I was not scheduled, didn't know what was going on, no response. And I literally didn't get a response until that Friday. And I was texting them every day, calling them every day, still no response. And um, on my end, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe they're just trying to decipher the contract. They're mm-hmm. trying to talk about trying it. Trying to you know, give them the benefit of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like maybe maybe there's, maybe they're trying to see what direction they want to go in. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was like, oh, I can understand. That's real. So, you know, um, but yeah. So that Friday, in short, they basically told me, you know, they have new staff. They, you know, have they have a new chef. They have new items, new menu, and granted that granted they agreed and said that they'll support me all the way a hundred percent. Now they feel like they should go into another direction. But from but from that statement, I wasn't sure or clear if they were terminating me or not. That wasn't really specified. So then I asked them, I was like, well, I reassured them again, like, hey, you know, again, things could be misconstrued through email or through text. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to, for us to talk over the phone, you know, FaceTime. And I'm paraphrasing. You know, right, right. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, we could FaceTime, talk over the phone or in person. And then, you know, we can kind of clarify things if you need things clarified. But if not, I need documentation that you are fluently stating that you are terminating me. Mm-hmm. Or if not, if you're not doing that, then I need to know what's going on and how can we move forward in the way we proceed forward. Uh, no response. So then it wasn't until that Saturday I said, well, now I try to communicate, I try to reach out to y'all. I'll be, you know, within the establishment to get my belongings, you know, and again, I need to know if you terminated me or not. Right. No response. So, <laughs> so this that, is like this is we're from the south. This is yeah. real poor manners. Yeah, yeah. And, they're, they're they're from Wisconsin, so they're not from here. So, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I I don't I don't know if that's the culture or not. You know, I'm not, right. I'm not saying that. I know, it is, I know. You know but, yeah, uh, but yeah. you know, Southerners, we're we're real kind-hearted people yes. normally, and <laughs> we wouldn't ignore someone like I feel like you've been ignored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I was, you know, and leading when I got to the restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was I, I had other things there, but I just was going to go and get my camera, you know, because I could replace everything else. And you know, I went in there, got my camera, I spoke to both of the owners, and then um, then I brought them to the side. And I was like, hey, you know, did you see my text about? my address being changed because you know we're about to do our taxes so mm-hmm. i wanted to make sure they had that but i also asked them that to see if they were receiving my text message mm-hmm. and they said yes and i was like okay you have been seeing my text messages you you have been reading everything so then from there i said okay well are you terminating me 
you know, because if so, I need my documentation. If not, then like, what do y'all want to do? Like, I, y'all haven't responded. I need to, I need clarification. Right. So literally after I asked that question, uh, the owner went directly into, and that this is Patrick, he went directly into the menu and was like, oh, you know, this is what we got going on. You know, we have these new items. You know, uh, we got a new fryer placed in the back and got an old out, out of the kitchen, you know, and all of these other things. And, um, you know, he really wasn't answering the question. And I was saying to him, I was like, yeah, you know, it's great that you have a new menu, you have a new shelf. Of course, you know, you, you will want a new menu to reflect on your new shelf. Like, right. It's perfectly understandable. So you kept going and going on and on and on. Mind you, I had two of my supporters who were in a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, who ate a meal and they wanted to talk to me. And because they were disturbed about their dish for whatever reason, didn't know, but I was like, okay, I'll be with y'all momentarily. Actually, um, when I was talking to them, they were asking me if it was vegan. Mm -hmm. And they also was asking me, you know, was that my, was that my dish? I didn't want to talk then. I was like, let's, let's talk outside. Right. Um, So they were waiting on me and I had two meetings that day, Mm -hmm. you know, so my my time is precious if I can't get a straight answer. So, I told him, I was like, hey, look, y'all, I really don't have time to talk right now. If y'all aren't giving me a straight answer, you know, we can talk later. Mm-hmm. But right now, I have to talk to your guests. I have two meetings I have to get to. And, you know, we can talk later. So then I just walked away. And, you know, that's kind of um, pretty much what happened. And then literally maybe an hour later, they did a post saying that, you know, Chef Alexander, like vegan, vegan friends on Instagram, and Chef Alexander will not be returning to Nova Roots, blase, blase, blase. And, and from there, I was like, wow, you know, didn't, so that's how everything is going to happen. You know, just put it, not tell me, not talk to me, not tell me. Just put it on social. So yeah. you guys never had any, you know, bad blood? That, nope. Everything, everything was every, good? Every, everything was, everything was great. Well, from my point of view, from my perception, from all the other employees and all of the other guests and our communication from August going into December, perfect. Yeah. No, no bad blood. None of us was disrespectful. Family. You know, I'll call them Noble Roots family. You know, that's, yeah. that's what, that's what yeah. I would say, you know, but I would uh, I just, just, you know, everything was good. You know? that's, that, <laughs> yeah. that's a really uh, sucky way. Yeah. To tell someone that, you know, they've been let go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I do understand it's an uncomfortable conversation to tell someone, hey, you know what? We decided to go another way, but the most professional way to handle it would have been to answer you directly yeah. and to say, hey, Chef Mac, you know what? Thank you for the time that you were here, but we decided to go in another direction. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry you had that experience because you're such a you're such a likable guy. I mean, I don't know why they I don't know why they wanted to go in another direction. Yeah, and then I don't know why they they wouldn't feel comfortable enough to come tell you. And that's that's the thing, you know. Like we change, you know, gifts. You know, you know they've seen Aiden Denali photos of him. You know, uh, everything was you know professional within the restaurant and. On a personal level, personal note, it's 
it, it seemed like See? to me, you know, a genuine friendship. You know, yeah. like like family because like, you were yeah. calling them family. Yeah, like you know, when I say literally, no, it's if it was if, if I'm always the individual, if I am at fault, if I'm wrong, I will always admit to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very upfront, straightforward type of individual. Yeah. I, I will I will claim I will claim something if I've done something. Yeah. But if I haven't, then I won't claim it. You know, that's that's just not my moral standards. Yeah. Know? So, but yeah, like everything was kosher, you know. But in, I, I guess after all of that, or the contract or whatever, I don't know. They they just didn't want to, you know, move forward at all. You know. So. You know, I don't want to make any assumptions, but as you were talking, it reminded me about some of the experience experiences that women go through Mm -hmm. because you know it's really hard for women to get a job if they're pregnant yeah because the first thing that they're thinking is oh man you're gonna come here and then you're gonna leave because you gotta have this baby Mm -hmm. and then you know they think that maybe the woman won't come back Mm -hmm. afterwards because you know they've like oh i want to be home with my baby Mm -hmm. and so um i know it is like a new I don't want to call it a trend, but it's a new thing that now more employers are offering fathers paternity leave. Hmm, I know it started, um, I used to be in the military and if I go back, I want to think it was like maybe 2004, but it was the early 2000s um, when I was in the military and I heard about the gentleman being given paternity leave and I thought, wow, that's such a great great thing you know and it's it's interesting you said that because um it's it's just funny because during my i won't say funny but uh interesting uh-huh. during my transition of me becoming a vegan in 2016 going into 2017 that was one of the things that i was looking at and studying on and it's interesting how in the united states with the jobs a lot of jobs in the united states they don't really side with the mother you know like as far as when they become pregnant mm-hmm. and then they go on paternity leave mm-hmm. you know they expect for the mother to come back to work within two weeks you know and yeah. that's not that's not even reasonable and you have in some parts in europe they will give whatever time the mother and father needs as a family you know because and that can and be that, over a year yeah exactly yeah. and that's but see that's the culture. In, mm-hmm. their, in their culture, they value family a lot. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, it's more corporate. Yeah. You know, it's you know, money, money, money. You know, yeah. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Yeah, I mean, if you, you think know. about um, European culture, there's a siesta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'll, I'll admit, I, it took some adjusting when I lived in Italy. It took mm-hmm. some adjusting to uh, the siesta because mm-hmm. when my lunchtime was, I was like, oh, during lunch, I'll go do this. Mm-hmm. But the Italians were on siesta, mm-hmm. and so I would have to wait. But then you, when you start to think about it, you're like, you know what? That is such a good way of life because mm-hmm. you get to go home, have your meal, have some rest time, and then mm-hmm. go back to work. Because everything is more efficient, though, when you think about it. Yeah. On, on the terms, on the terms of, on the terms of every individual that values family mm-hmm. at a high at a high value. They're happier. They yes. have more of a deeper bond with their significant other and their child mm-hmm. or children. You know, you're you're building this great foundation. You're you're, you're 
allowed to rest during that entire time frame. So about time you come back to work, you know, you're you like a new a new woman or a new man. It's like, yes. all right, let's get it. You know, I yes. had all these ideas going on. You're refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Chef, I'm so sorry to hear about that. You yeah. know, you having to part with them. But I want to know what's next. What's next? What's next for you? All right, it's it's a it's a lot a lot a lot of things, a lot of lot of great things. Um, Give so, us your highlights. What's, so what's... one huge highlight uh-huh. is uh, well, when this when this comes out, you know, everybody will know by then. But uh, this upcoming Tuesday, I'm going to be on Savannah's uh, WTOC 11, uh-huh. doing a class about vegan foods. Really? So they will be highlighting AM Diverse cooking me and the food that I'll be doing. And I'll be doing a vegan jambalaya uh, with a twist. I'll be I'll be doing I'll be doing <laughs> it with wild rice uh-huh. and I'll be using king trumpet oyster mushrooms as the sausage. Nice. So I'll be doing that with the uh jambalaya and I'll be hosting the class the entire time. I'm going to show them how to make it from start. Uh-huh. And then I'll have the finish off to the right-hand side where I'll have the dish already done and completed. So, right. so in that for television. Time, yeah, right. for television. Right. So that's one huge that's thing. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And the next, thing, the next thing is that I'll be hosting uh, a lot of events within a brick and mortar. Okay. Um, I won't I won't say exactly yeah. exactly where yet because I kind of want that to be a suspense. But right. I'll be hosting actual events where I'll be doing to I'll be doing three to five course meals. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, those are those are the two biggest things that that are going on. Yeah. Well, that's that, that exciting. Yeah. So. You know, one of the reasons we do this podcast is one to share stories, but we want to also inspire other people. Yeah. So what what are like two pieces of advice you would give it uh a new vegan chef or even just a chef um in you know in general because mm-hmm. you know I would think you know you can't jump you, you I won't say what you can't do but maybe you want to get your feet wet a little bit mm-hmm. when you go into working with the restaurant. Yeah. So what would be two pieces of advice you could give a new chef? Uh, um, one, one key advice is, uh, love what you do mm-hmm. and everything else will flow. Yeah. You know, um, cause at times you won't have an answer. You won't understand it. You know, a lot of times, you know, you have individuals that come in your life and they'll say, you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, this is disgusting. Oh, this is bad. Whatever the case may be. Right. No matter what anybody says, as long as you continuously love what you do, mm-hmm. it will always flow into everything else. And then you will attract everybody to you just based off of that love. Right. You know, um, just, you know, with that self-love, you know, that'll flow. So that's that's one huge thing that I would tell individuals out there who are trying to be a chef or become a chef. Mm-hmm. You got to You got to have that passion. You got to have that love because without that, there won't be any type of longevity. Okay. Know. Yeah. So that's that's one thing, and the other thing I would tell young chefs is to learn as much as you can and never quit. Learn okay. as much as you can and never quit. Yeah. So any downtime, uh, whether under a chef, you know, uh, even even if it's in some individuals, like, oh man, you know, this is crazy, you know, 
even if you work for free, you know, to to obtain that knowledge yeah. will give you more individual power mm-hmm. in future upcomings. You yeah. know, so even if you got to do it for free, because with because with the knowledge, you can utilize that knowledge for any type of situation, no yeah. matter what. So yeah. I will tell every every upcoming chef to learn as much as possible in their own time, whether under somebody or if you have to even go out yourself and go on YouTube, you know, or go online, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, watch TV, whatever it is, wherever you're getting your knowledge from or even reading, you know, you know, books, recipes, you know, yeah. all of that, you know, wherever you can get that knowledge from, just learn as much as you can, obtain it, apply it and never quit. Because if you never quit, you know, you, you, you were, if you never quit, you're guaranteed to meet your destination. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that those are solid keys, um, solid pieces of advice that mm-hmm. you provided. And I just want to thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk to you some more. Yeah. I can talk to you some more, but we'll save that for another episode and you yeah. can come back and tell us about you know, the things that you're working on. But I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And as our listeners know, at the end of each podcast, we always want to share some good news. And uh, you already kind of mentioned what my good news is going to be. (laughs) And so my good news is Chef Alexander is the father to a brand new baby boy, yes, yes, Aiden yes. Denali Matt. Yes. <laughs> Aiden Denali Matt, he's not my first son. Oh, he's okay. Actually, I'm sorry. He's, he's actually my he's my third. Okay. So my first son is Alexander Matt Four. And then my second is Jeremiah Malik Matt. And okay. Then, you know, my newborn is Aiden. Okay. I'm, I'm happy. I'm I'm proud and I'm Taking it, taking it all in. You know, I'm reliving, reliving all those baby moments. You know, yeah. his cheeks, his size. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even even to me crying. Like, <laughs> oh, look at you, look at you. You just hungry, huh? You, just, you got gas. Well, that is awesome. And hey, if you guys have some good news that you want to share. Send it in. The information is going to be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And again, thank you. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Be blessed and peace. Peace.